0: I've been searching for unconditional love for free These days it's hard to it find It happens every say. They wanna throw it up in my face We all get lonely, I know It's the reason I scroll for my phone Yo yo yo, what is going on everybody? It's your boy McQuinn, and I'm back with another episode of the Yup I Said it know, Podcast. And I am here live at New Wave Studios. If you wanna book a session, just hit us up on Instagram at New Waves Guam, or go to New if you want to take photos, you wanna record some music, you wanna shoot a video, take pictures. We got you. Any forms of entertainment, we got you. Matter of fact, you, we we, we, can, we can even book you DJs. We got DJ Heartless, one of the coldest DJs on Guam. You want to book you a badass DJ for a party, for an event, for a wedding, whatever. Just hit us up. We can make it happen. So um, for this podcast, this is a, a pretty popular request. And uh, it makes sense that I'm sitting in the love seat. Because this podcast, we're going to talk about love. Let's talk about love, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about bubbles in the tub. Let's talk about making love. I know my singing voice is off right now because I didn't rehearse. But, uh, so we're going to be talking about my love life. And, you know, I wanted to sit here in the recording booth, you know, somewhere comfortable. Um... And disclaimer, y'all, as of today is July 12th, as of July 12th, I am single. I'm very single. Single as in I'm not entertaining anyone right now. Single as in I don't really have no fuck buddies. I'm not in no entanglement. I don't got no fucking crazy exes running after me. But we're going to get into that. Just wanted to put that out there right away that I am very single. Fuss up, y'all. I appreciate the love appreciate your love not your ninny I appreciate you being here all right so um all right so let's, let's get this thing started man about my love life so you know as little boys growing up of course we we didn't like girls right away initially and um I really wasn't in, I really didn't start to realize I was getting into into girls until I was about ten eleven or so but um I had my very first crush when I was in the eighth grade, right, and um, this girl was very cute. She was half black, half white. And um, how we met was um, so at my junior high school, there was a talent show that that went on, and I went to the talent show or whatever. And like after it was over, we were both outside waiting for our parents to come pick us up. So um, you know, and we, you know, we just had a conversation. I had no clue who this girl was. I just knew she was cute. And I felt so weird because I wasn't the type of dude that, like, approached girls and talked to them and that kind of thing. So, it kind of came out of nowhere. We were just, like, flirting. And it felt pretty cool. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I like this girl. She's cute. And she's got a cool personality. And she's fun to talk to. And so, we got to the point where (laughs) I started to write her secret admirer letters, (laughs) y'all. I was writing this girl's secret admirer letters because I know, um, she used to be, a uh, you know, like in eighth grade and in, before you go to high school, if you like took your electives or whatever, you could be a TA or whatever, a teacher's assistant. So she would, uh, she would be like an assistant to the front office and, uh, the admin. And I knew the admin lady pretty, pretty well. And she was pretty cool. So I would drop the letters to her and be like, Hey, give this to, uh, I'm not going to say her name y'all. Cause I don't want to be messy. Her name. I'm gonna protect everybody, everyone's identity as usual. So I'm like, yo, can you give this to? Can you give this to her? And she's like, yeah. And you know, of course, she's like, oh my God, McQuinn, that is so cute. You got a crush on? And I'm like, yeah, your boy is crushing. And uh, so I wrote her about three secret admirer letters. You know, I wrote like little poems, and it was very cheesy. And uh, long story short, she found out that it was me. I guess through a third party, she found out it was me. So then I just wanted, I just ended up revealing myself and and you know we talked and let her know it was me and then she hit me with the with the very bad news of all oh, that's really sweet of you but i have a boyfriend well of course you do you're an attractive broad of course you got a fucking boyfriend but i mean obviously this is junior high school so you know boyfriend they probably were together for a couple weeks you know the the standard junior high school relationship so um that was my my first crush in 8th grade I mean, it wasn't a heartbreak, but it was more along the lines of a of a rejection, but not a not a cold hearted rejection. Um, all right, so my first crush was in eighth grade. I got to high school, and um, I don't know why, but I really started to get a have a thing for Asian girls. I really started to have a thing for Filipinas, and as strange as as it is, growing up in in L.A., growing up in South Central. I wasn't around Asian people. You know, I was mostly around black and Hispanic people. I didn't really start to come around like Caucasian, Asian, and you know, other races of people until I moved to the suburbs. So I always thought that, you know, as ignorant as we are, I always thought they were Chinese or Japanese. I didn't even know what a Filipino was like until I got to high school. And I was like, holy shit, this girl's fucking fine. I had a crush on this Filipino with like long hair. But, you know, we we just ended up being good friends throughout it or throughout high school. You know, we're still friends to this day. You know, she's kind of like a sister to me. But um, I really wanted to talk about my senior year because that's where it all really mattered. You know, all my other years, like, didn't really mean much because I didn't really date. Except for maybe sophomore year. I got my first kiss my sophomore year. But I didn't date. But I had my first kiss. And, and she's a model now, which is pretty cool. Like she's a model; she's verified on Instagram. She got over a hundred thousand followers. You know, she's doing her thing, and you know, I always knew she was gonna be great. I always knew she was gonna she was gonna be awesome because, you know, why why not think that about your friends and the people that you care for, right? But um, all right. So let me get to my senior year because my senior year, my goal was. I didn't want to be the guy in high school to had never been in a relationship and to never have a girlfriend. So for some reason, not only graduating high school was was a goal and to, you know, obviously get all my credits. But trying to at least get my first girlfriend was a goal because by then, you know, my senior year, I had just turned 17. And right after my 17th birthday, I signed up for the Navy. So I already knew I was going to go to the military after high school. So my goal was to, before I graduate and or before I go off to boot camp, let me get a girl. Like, let me at least have that. Let me be the guy that at least I had one girlfriend in high school because in high school, I was pretty popular. You know, my my personality that you guys see now, it was very similar to that in high school. Like I've always been the the loud, larger than life, making noises and all that shit. I was always that dude in high school, so you know. And and my goal is like, yo, if I'm like a very popular guy, why can't I get a girlfriend? You know what I mean? Like, what what is why can't I get a, at least one? You know, I didn't really care about sex and all that stuff. That was kind of it. Didn't really matter. I just cared more so about trying to get in a relationship. So um, so it comes down to uh to prom. And I was talking to this girl, and, you know, I asked her to be my prom date. And she agreed. And mind you, uh, this was my only prom because I didn't go to prom my junior year. And uh, my senior prom, it turned out to be a fucking disaster. <laughs> so, um, I mean, prom, we we had a good time, all in all. We had it at, uh, our prom was at the uh, Skirball Cultural Center in uh, Westwood. So it's basically like the nice-ass part of L.A. is over, over by UCLA. And wow, the place was fucking gorgeous. So um, after that, so um, we dancing and uh, they're playing that one song, uh, a moment like this. You know, you, you slow dancing and all that shit, right? And I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, this right here would be, like, the perfect moment to go for the kiss, right? <laughs> and I went for the kiss and she kind of, like, backed away. And I was just like, ooh. Kinda had to play it off like you gotta play it off and hope nobody sees you you're just sitting there like and you just kind of looking around <laughs> hoping nobody see see you get the shit curved out of you <laughs> oh man so um and after that you know we uh we went to my friend's house because her parents like made breakfast for us and stuff so like we were all just there chilling she said she was gonna go home and change and then come back but we already know. What happened? I basically got ghosted. <laughs> and here's the fucked up part, guys. So um, right after graduation and all that stuff, right after that, you know, I find out that that she was dating one of my close friends. Like all this was going on behind my back while I didn't know. So she basically did what she did on some real clandestine shit and that was like one of my first like real big heartbreaks because it's like damn not only did you reject me but but you fucking on my homie what the fuck and that really had me feel some type of way man and so my so after that happened like yo I went to boot camp like so pissed so pissed off about all that stuff but but enough of that you know my, my prom my prom tragedy Patty had the worst prom of all time, in my opinion. You know, your prom date's fucking your homeboy. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But uh, all right. Now to the next. Let's talk about my my time in the Navy and me meeting my meeting my future ex girlfriend. Right. So we met um, at UC San Diego because I would go up there to visit one of my friends who I went to high school with, and uh and I met her through her. You know, because they uh they happen to stay in the same dorm, and you know we met, we hit it off, we hung out a couple times, and you know one thing led to another, and now we're dating. And this is my first girlfriend. Now I'm I'm 20 years old, and I'm like finally, I got one. You know, like I'm 20 years old, but it's better late than never because I'm right on cue, baby. See what I did there? Right on cue. <laughs> and uh. So, that was my first relationship, and honestly, I'm surprised that it lasted as long as it did, because we were very different. We had a lot of differences, you know? She's this this good Christian girl, you know, trad- from a traditional family, and I'm just some dude from the projects, basically. You know what I mean? So, how does this good Christian girl, fucking is attracted to this guy from South Central with a with an over-the-top personality. I don't know, but somehow it worked. And, you know, we were, we were always different in our beliefs and our perspectives, but we still cared about each other at the end of the day, you know? And, um, I mean, there was some long distance that happened throughout it because, you know, I joined MSC to become a Merchant Marine, and I, you know, started going back to doing... Like the same thing I was doing in the Navy. So I was, I was away from home, deployed and all that stuff. And, and the long distance became kind of difficult for her, you know, because she, she wasn't used to dealing with that kind of, that kind of stuff. You know, I was with being in the Navy and, you know, being away from home, I was able to adjust to it. It it was simple for me, but her, it didn't really work. So, um, long story short, you know, I'm having dinner. You know, I just got back from an underway and, you know, she messaged me. She was like, hey, can we talk? I'm like, all right, yeah, sure, let's talk. You know, it's been a few days. I've been gone out to sea. And, you know, she basically hits me with the whole, you know, I just want to thank you for, for everything, for being such a great boyfriend and thank you for everything that you've done, you know, for the last five years. But, you know, I was thinking about it last week and, you know, it took me a while to just really think it through and. You know, I think it's just best if we we break up, we go our separate ways, and I'm thinking to myself, she wanted to talk to me because she ain't heard from me, you know, for a couple days, and we was gonna chop it up and catch up. Nah, man, your boy got your boy got dumped while I was eating Texas cheese fries. (laughs) Ain't that some shit? Tell you, let me tell you, man, that was fucking terrible. You know, to, to get dumped at dinner. But, you know, I, I understand where she was coming from because, you know, it was it was our differences, the long distance, you know, and we were in completely different directions in life, you know, and obviously I probably wasn't for her and she probably wasn't for me. And and I'm OK with that. You know, I I've grown to accept that over the years and, you know, move forward from it. And. You know, after the breakup, you know, being a merchant marine, you know, I, I tried to do a little dating here and there. I tried to, but a lot of the times when I would encounter people, it it was always my lifestyle. It was always my my career, and that was like a deal breaker for most people because of the constant traveling and the moving around. You know, and they're like, "Oh, you're not gonna be here." You know, I wanna. You know, date somebody who's actually going to be here. You're not going to be here, so I can't do it. And uh, that was just like the deal breaker. And that that was very... It was challenging for me to to get back into the swing of things because I'm like, fuck, don't nobody want to fuck with me because I'm never home. Nobody wants to deal with the long distance. And, you know, like I say, I I can't blame them for it because long distance is very hard. You know, I'm kind of doing long distance right now. I'm not dating, but, like, just being away from my family... Being away from you know all my close friends in the states and stuff, so yeah, I understand that this shit is challenging. So um, once I realized that okay, nobody wants to really fuck with me right now, so um, I I became emotionally unavailable. You know, I became emotionally unavailable and kind of just said fuck it, and and this kind of led to me going going down the rabbit hole. Of the uh, infamous ho phase, y'all. And it really worked because we, um, I was on another ship and we were deploying in like Southeast Asia in the Middle East. Hey, everybody. Thank y'all for joining. Um, So, um, you know, I'm like, okay, we finna be in Asia. We finna be in these different countries. Oh, okay. So, bet. I'm really not finna be trying to, I'm just finna do me. In a nutshell. Let's just call it that. I'm finna do me interpret that how you want to interpret it but that's all I'm gonna say is I was doing me I was out there fucking them hoes Yup, I said it look I gave it away (laughs) but you know I I'm single I'm single so I'm not wrong for doing that and it's not like I was trying to lead anyone on or even make it seem like I was looking for looking for something serious you know what I'm saying? I was always honest about my intentions. And, you know, so I kind of did me for a little while and doing my own thing. You know, I eventually quit the Merchant Marines and and uh, I moved back to Guam. You know, I moved back to Guam during this freaking pandemic, right before Mother's Day, right before we went to PCOR 2. And uh, so um, when I moved back to Guam... I knew it would have been a little easier because now I'm somewhere where I'm settled. Because for the last for the last like decade or so, I was constantly moving around. I was in this country, I was in that country, I was in this state, I was in this town, I was here, I was there. Constantly moving around. So it was hard. Like now I moved back to Guam, now I'm here. I'm somewhere stable. So it probably shouldn't be as challenging to actually date and to actually find someone and and have something consistent going. Right. And but, you know, I don't know. I beg I beg to differ and we're going to just get into it. So um, after I moved back to Guam, you know, I put myself back on the market and. And I, you know, I met I met a couple girls here and there. You know, I your boy was on Tinder. I was swiping right, swiping left. You know what I'm saying? I had the gold account just so I could see who liked me and shit. Fuck it. I'm being honest. I'm going to keep it all the way 100. Your boy had the gold account. I could afford it. I was like, fuck it. I'll just get the gold account so I can see, so I can swipe left on all these trannies that keep liking me and shit. No, I don't do that. Okay? No. Nah. <laughs> I still got love for y'all. But <laughs> not going to happen. We can be friends, though. so um so you know i met you know i met a couple girls here and there and for the most part for some reason i felt like a placeholder i felt like i was kind of being used as a stepping stone because most of the girls that i like that i hung out with and that i had a vibe with and that i you know i'm not going to disclose whatever happened between us whether you know. Whether things are physical, we hooked up. Whatever, either way, we we hung out and we enjoyed each other's company. And it seems like, and it seems like every time you know I hang out with somebody or you know we we be talking for a little bit or whatever, they get booed up damn near immediately. So I feel like fucking good luck, Chuck, because it's like damn, every girl that I link up with, or hook up with, they get fucking booed up. They go find another. They find another dude. And I'm just like, fuck. You know, and, and that and that's, and that sucks, you know, just you know, feeling like a, a placeholder or feeling like someone's stepping stone. Now, mind you, I'm very happy for them. I'm happy that that they found their person and I'm happy that that they're happy, you know, or whatever they or whatever they put on social media or whatever front they try to put, whatever the fuck. I don't know, I don't care, it's none of my business. But you know, the one of the worst feelings ever is, is to build somebody up and see someone else get all your glory. Like imagine you bust your ass and you're working real hard at a job or whatever, and you do that shit and somebody else gets all the credit for it and somebody else gets all the glory. Yeah, so you know that, that shit sucks. And and it made me and it made me question myself. You know, it made me question like, damn, am I good enough? Like why does this keep happening? like I think I'm pretty solid, you know, I've been honest, you know I <sighs> all right, I'm gonna shoehorn this one in because at a time you know everybody I feel like does what's best for them in their best interest to protect themselves, and there's nothing wrong with that, but you still have people out there who go do it the who go do it the the fuck boy way or or the ain't shit bitch way, or whatever you, however you want to call it. You know, this this time around, I actually tried to do it the right way. Quote, unquote, right way. Like, okay, if I'm talking to you, I'm not going to entertain anybody else. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I tried to do it the, the morally correct way, however society wants to portray it. And even then, I ended up looking stupid. And I said, you know what? I see why. I see why, you know, I became a firm believer in just doing me until I know it's real, you know. And, you know, it just, you know, made me question like, dude, you know, after that that last heartbreak in in 2020, because that was kind of that was kind of what it was. You know, I was the stepping stone for someone else. And after, you know, me putting myself back out there in such a long time and allowing myself to be vulnerable to this person. Only for them to kind of do that. I was like wow. What the fuck. I did everything right. And this is how it ends. So you get your happy ending. And I sit here. A fucking shell of myself. Because I opened my heart up to you. Only for you to do that. But hey. Such is life right. You know dealt with that heartbreak for a while. And. You know, and that's where and that's what stemmed revenge season. That's what inspired revenge season. You know, I started to to really get back into the gym, started getting on my cross started I started CrossFit because it's you know, it's it's such high intensity and honestly, I don't like to be in the gym that long. I just like to get it over with. And CrossFit, you do CrossFit, you're only gonna be in that motherfucker for like forty five minutes. And yeah, it's going to be intense. It's going to be tough, but you're going to get a great workout in. So, you know, I started to do that. I started to really focus on my podcast and really start to focus on, started to really focus on, on growing the Yup, I Said It brand along with my Happy Hearts brand, you know? And I did that. And, and with that, you know, improving myself, you know, getting back to me, I still would try to put myself out there. You know, I still try to, you know, pursue if I see someone that that sparked my interest, I still try to pursue, you know, to no avail. And and I've always been very honest about whatever I'm doing. You know, I always would let them know that hey, I'm I'm open-minded. You know, I'm I'm down for whatever as long as you're honest and as long as as long as there's a good vibe, because that's all I care about. Is I just care about a good-ass vibe. I care about I care about somebody who I can be real with. And I care about someone being real with me. That's whether we just be fuck buddies or we have an entanglement or we have like some exclusivity without without the label of a relationship or you you do you and I do me. And we just like meet in the middle friends, benefits, relationship, whatever the fuck. I'm open minded, but let's just be real. You know, that's all. Let's be real. Like, I'm not, I'm not opposed to none of this shit. I'm not opposed to a monogamous relationship. I'm not opposed to an open relationship. I'm very open-minded. I just want you to be honest. Because I see so many people lying over little shit and lying about nothing. All this can be easy as long as we're honest with each other. And a lot of the times, people aren't honest with themselves. And that's why there are relationships, and that's why their shit always goes south. Because they're not honest with themselves first. You know, yes be honest with your partner, but be honest with yourself too. You know what I mean? If if monogamy isn't your thing, be fucking honest with yourself and be like, "Yo, it's not my thing." If you don't want somebody who you're dealing with to be fucking with somebody else and honestly you don't like that, let that be known. Don't be so passive. Just be honest and be open about it. And if it's real, they're going to they're going to align to that. But if not, yo, there's 7 billion people in the world. Why the fuck are you harping over a one? The universe is going to always work out in your favor. You just have to be able to trust it. And just live your life and try to be the greatest you. Because energy match energy. And if you're on a high vibration, guess what? You're only going to attract high vibrational type of people. But when you entertain that toxicity when you entertain negative energy and you, and you have a bunch of negative thoughts and negative mindset and a negative lifestyle, you're going to attract negative shit. That's why a lot of y'all are in shitty relationships. That's why a lot of y'all have shitty boyfriends. That's why a lot of y'all have shitty girlfriends. Because your vibration ain't right. You got to get back to you, fam. You got to make sure you're good. Before you go and try to be with somebody else. You gotta make sure you get enough for yourself. Cause a lot of y'all look look for happiness and look for all that's through other people. And you're looking you're looking for that through somebody who's who else is they're fucked up too. They're just as miserable and fucked up as you are. And y'all try to come together and make it work? Nah, dog. That's not how it works. Now, now, y'all are both on a downward spiral. You gotta just focus on yourself and be your best you. And the right person to come along. Now, don't, don't, don't take this as, don't try to pursue because I'm against that shit. I'm against the oh, let it come to you. If any of y'all ever let anything in life come to you, you're gonna just be sitting around waiting. Trust me. You're not going to wait for a fucking job to come to you if you need to go to work. You need to to pay your bills and rent is due. You're not going to wait for somebody to knock at your door and be like, hey, you want to come to work tomorrow? No, you're going to get your ass up. You're going to go fill out applications and you're going to go try to get that damn job because, you know, you got to make ends meet. Same thing. Now, I'm not saying don't go chasing after it. But if you see somebody that you're probably attracted to, pull up. Pull up. The worst that can happen is that they, they can say no. But don't don't not try. Just don't make that your life. Don't make that your priority. You know what I mean? Just live your life of social abundance and do your shit. If you meet somebody, pull up and be like, hey, you know, who knows, you might if it doesn't become something deep relationship, you might make a good friend. They might know somebody. She might she might have a homegirl. Or you know, he might have a homeboy. And y'all probably have way more common than you know what I mean? And and it, and, it, and it may work that way, you know, so, um, so, so what, what now for me, what now for me, I'm just going to let the universe decide what's for me, you know, and I'm going to let what's for me be for me, you know, of course I'll still pull up here and there or whatever, but I'm just going to continue to chase my dreams, chase my goals And continue to make this the most electrifying and entertaining podcast on Guam. That's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to keep my head down and just continue to work. You know. And uh, any ladies, if y'all watching this Instagram Live, if you want to come fuck with a real one, you know what I'm saying. My birthday coming up. I would like a little boo for my birthday. Little birthday boo. You feel me? (laughs) Would love me a little birthday boo. I ain't had a birthday boo in a long time. Shit, since like twenty fourteen, I ain't had a no birthday poo. Cause I was here on Guam for my twenty fifth and uh, you know, my other half, my ex was back in the States. But um I digress. But anyway, uh thank you for uh tuning in to uh me talking about my love life and lack thereof. Uh, this has been another episode of the Yup I Said It podcast. Be sure to follow me on Twitter and on IG at Yup I Said It pod. And um, my podcast is everywhere on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and all streaming platforms. And uh, subscribe. So that way you'll never miss out on the most electrifying and entertaining podcast on Guam. Yup, I Said It. Y'all have fun, love life, and love yourselves. Peace.